Honestly, I, I was just, I was actually saying, I was probably getting on Linda's nerves because I kept saying to her over and over, I'm like, okay, now Linda, I want you to realize I've been doing this for a very long time. I'm not trying. And, and so I, you mansplained everything. Yeah, to her. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, if you say that one more time to me, I'm going to punch you. My thought was Linda was going to have a lot of great ideas for some pretty things in the house. But when you try to put it all together as a cohesive design, it wouldn't work. That was my ultimate fear. And then when it came sure. down to the puzzle of this is an old historic home built in 1921. It was a terrible flow. That's my specialty is to take something and put that Tetris puzzle together. Space yep. plan. The yeah, shit out exactly. Of it. Yeah. So to, how to get everything both Linda and I wanted in this space and to have room for our family and friends to come stay. That was the puzzle. I worked that out brilliantly, if I don't say it myself. And then uh, all of Linda's designs work perfectly together. with the cousins what's up guys welcome back to another episode of home with the cousins john and i are hanging out with drew scott today one half of the property brothers we actually recorded this episode at his house in la he was kind enough to give us a full tour of the house um, and it's a lot of what we talk about in the episode uh, designing that home but not only designing that home designing that home with his spouse, uh, how to take into account your spouse or your significant other's needs and wants within the overall home, within the aesthetic of the home, while you're a professional and you think you know best, but you've got to take that other person into account. So a really valuable episode today in compromise and design. Uh, we obviously cover a lot more than just that. Drew and Jonathan are busy guys. They've got a ton going on and we certainly dive into all of it. And one quick thing before the episode gets started, guys, I know I asked this last time and I'm going to ask again, we really appreciate it when you can get over to Apple Podcasts and drop that five-star rating on the episodes. It helps people find this podcast. It helps us uh, in the search results. So if you're finding value here, if this is a beneficial podcast, if you're having fun listening to it, we would really, really appreciate it if you just hit that star button and give us a five-star rating. Uh, if you have the time to write a review, by all means, we would appreciate it, but you can drop that star rating without having to write anything. So if you're short on time, uh, we'd appreciate it if you could just do that. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Let's get into the episode. All right. This is, uh, good, this go. is good. Cool. All right. Welcome back to another episode, people. We have one of the brothers. He's here. Hanging with the cousins. Mr. Drew Scott is in his house. W wouldn't you say the sexier of brothers? I mean, I'm just putting that out there. That's for As you. My voice cracks like a 13-year-old. And Jonathan hey. to Duke out. Hey, that's what I tell. I say it to Anthony. Everyone always says, you know, how do you really, you know, between two cousins, who's the better one? I'm like, I'm the better looking one. That's it. That's I all mean, you need. Yeah. In fact, if you look at Anthony's back, he has that tattooed as well. <laughs> John is the better looking one. Better looking one. <laughs> oh my God. I love my cousin. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've had fun with our intros and I've got my levels set, <laughs> you, have to be like, you, you fucking jerks. jerks. <laughs> um, so, Drew just uh, took us for a tour of the house here in LA. Unbelievable, man. It is. Un gorgeous. I could gorgeous. not. Could not uh, compliment it enough. It just came out. I mean, I know everybody saw it on HGTV. It's one thing to see it on screen. It's quite another to walk through it. Well, it is thank gorgeous. Thank you very much. And you know what actually was exciting with this place is that Linda 
actually came in and designed it fully with me. So That's it wasn't awesome. just me. And I was, I was nervous because I, I don't know if you've ever had, I mean, have my you wife, guys? I, believe John, me, I John was designs very a lot with Jen. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, it's not an easy task when you have, especially when one is in the business and exactly. you've done so many renovations, then you have your partner come in and look, well, she has her style, right? She likes certain things and you want to make her happy. But I think too, the level of complication, and this is a great thing to dive into because we talk so much yeah. about uh, couples. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think for us, for the three of us in this room, for anybody in this business, it's our own egos that get in the way of they designing do. with someone else. And yeah. it's like, I well, gotta yeah. back off a back little off. bit. And I'm know. not sure if you guys have noticed, but I'm opinionated. Um, <laughs> and Aren't so, we all? yeah, yes, we- <laughs> I mean, Linda's super creative. She, she she's one of the most creative minds I've ever met. And uh, but but when it comes to designing a house, like you said, I've been designing since the mid '90s. Right. And Jonathan You've done and I hundreds of thousands at this. point. Well, exactly. So. And also, it's one thing working with my twin. It's almost like we have an unspoken bond. Like I don't I don't need to hear him say something to know what he's thinking. And right. We've designed so many houses together that it's totally different. So here I was nervous with Linda. Oh my God, she brought a game. Yeah. I mean, as you walk through, when you see that the Jack and Jill, the yep. green tile, and when you see the craft room and a lot of different decisions throughout the whole space, it was her right in there. So breaking into that though, like prior to okay, she brought her a game. Like, how did you prepare to get into? That's what I was just gonna like hear. mental mode. Like, okay. How am I approaching this so I don't blow up my relationship? Heavy drinking. Heavy drinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Break out the vodka, everybody. That no, I'm accustomed um, to. Honestly, I, I was just, I was actually saying, I was probably getting on Linda's nerves because I kept saying to her, and I'm like, okay, now Linda, I want you to realize <laughs> I've been doing this for a very long time. <laughs> I'm not trying. And, and so I, you mansplained everything. Y- to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Linda's like, if you say that one more time to me, I'm going to punch you. Uh, anyway, but uh, she she came with, I knew she had good taste, like I said. Oh, and so did. when, when uh, we started True. putting. She married you. Uh, hey. Hey, come on, come on, come you on! Can't right there, it, you can't see it, but there's a fist bump happening. Guys, I'm I'm over here. That's all right. It's <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, so when my thought was Linda was going to have a lot of great ideas for some pretty things in the house, yeah. but when you try to put it all together as a cohesive design, it wouldn't work. That was my ultimate fear. And then when it sure. came down to the puzzle of this is an old historic home built in 1921, it was a terrible flow. That's my specialty is to take something and put that Tetris puzzle together. Space yep. plan. The yeah, shit out exactly. Of it. Yeah. So to, to how to get everything both Linda and I wanted in this space and to have room for our family and friends to come stay. That was the puzzle. I worked that out brilliantly, if I don't say myself. <laughs> and then uh, all of Linda's designs work perfectly together. Did you guys, when you were going through that design phase and coming up with ideas, did you share a Pinterest board? Did, like, How did it start? Because I think so many people get confused because they're like, we don't know where to start. Does it start just with magazines? Was it with the Well, and everybody has a different process and too. Process. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, so how Jonathan and I work, you know, I can walk into a space, Jonathan can walk into a space, probably the same as you guys. Yeah. Within five minutes, I could tell you the most effective way to reposition, uh, to reconfigure the home, to maximize and the use. And you can also do the... Uh, mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah totally. got it, exactly." Yeah. I don't don't have to verbalize what we're saying. There's we no know. words. Yeah. Oh my god, it drives our producers insane. They're like, "Can you just say it out loud so we can make notes?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we need that for camera. Yeah, yeah. So um, that that's one thing. But in reality, for any shows, our shows when we're working with clients or here with our house, Linda and me, yeah, we have a Pinterest board. Anything we see, whether it's something HGTV magazine, whether it's something when I'm. You know, we were just abroad for our wedding and when we were in Italy and there's so much influence out there. We'll Oof. take something from commercial or industrial that we'll, we'll like to try to bring into a residential application. 
anywhere we get our inspiration, but I definitely recommend people get a Pinterest board going because we also brought on when we're working here, an amazing local designer breeze. She works so with us, smart. but you, you have that. to, you it's the same that. on property brothers, wherever we film next, we're in Calgary. Then we're in Las Vegas. We always have local designers. Yep. They have, cause they know where we can source some of the local products and, and whatnot. Um, so we all share on our Pinterest board. We build it up, and at the end of the day, we we have this great design that really feels like a, a solid team effort. Yeah, that's awesome. And 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 guys, remember as we always say, put it on the board. It doesn't mean you have to buy it. It doesn't mean it has to be in the final design. But if you think you like it, add it, delete it later. You know, you don't know where your layering is going to go until you've got a full board, a complete picture. Um, and, and you know, it's gonna naturally some some of the elements are gonna naturally pop out as one of these things doesn't look like the other, we're going to scrap that. Well, and that's one of the biggest things that's hard for clients. I mean, we do 45 to 50 houses a year, uh, 45 to 50 rentals a year for our shows. Yep. Um, and so basically almost every week of the of the year, we have a new episode of Property Brothers or Brother versus Brother. But when we're talking with clients, the thing that they don't realize is they, they're only, what they like for design is just what they're exposed to. And a lot of people, that's why a lot of people go back to how they were raised in, in their house, whatever their parents showed them for design. And so a lot of people have a very traditional um, aesthetic. They don't know what they like until we show it to them. And so we're, we always tell clients, forget cost. I mean, if you want a golden toilet or an Olympic-sized <laughs> swimming pool, put it on your list, pin do it. it, do it. Because once I you agree. have it on there, then you can work your way through. You can figure out what are the must-haves. You know, if you need a house, if you have three kids, maybe a must-have is a four-bedroom home. But then that golden toilet you could do without. But if you didn't have it on the list to start with, how do you know where to go from? That's no, a that's it, a great point. That's a great point. You got to put those reach items on because you never know. I mean, not that it happens often, but every once in a while, a renovation will surprise you. You're a little under budget. Something goes the right way. You get a pleasant surprise as opposed to uh, the not so pleasant surprises we're all used to. And then you've got that extra cash and you can splurge on something. Well, do you, when you were here, when, when you guys started the whole process, was there one area that really was like a hiccup that you see people, like you guys knew how to handle it, but maybe from your shows, and you know how it is with homeowners. You see people fall into that trap. Well, of you're like, you know what? We knew what to do in this in this situation of the house. Well, I mean, a prime example of what you're saying that we're professionals. All three of us yeah. here in the room are professionals, and we still have hiccups. I mean, yeah. we still have situations that we come against, and you got to scratch your head a little bit until you figure out how to go through it. A full-scale reno, you are never going to have a full-scale reno without having hiccups. It doesn't matter who you are. You hope the cost will be small. You hope the time delay will be small, but there will always be something that comes up. Anybody who says that they had a perfect reno with no problems, they're lying to you. Yeah, that's, that's the contractor you don't hire. Yeah. That's the, yeah. So, exactly, yeah. <laughs> they're the one that's going to come back and keep adding and adding and adding, yeah. and all of a sudden your budget's three times what it was. Well, I think it's not so much that uh, our renos go perfect. It's one, how quickly do you identify the problem? And two, how quickly are you able to run through your problem solves and get to a solution? Yeah. That's where the experience... Got to uh, roll with the punches. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So in this house, uh, two of the biggest uh, headbutting moments for Linda and me, where we weren't <laughs> like agreeing, that. was uh, for uh, storage, closet space. Always. I may have a lot of clothes. Uh, <laughs> Judging by the size of the closet you just showed us. Yeah. 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 Drew, so, I'm in the same boat as you, my friend. I, I have a lot of clothes. I, I, I do like clothes. Now, how would it have gone with you and Jen if you were like, all right, let's have this, uh, this decision who gets how much of the space. I, I was 
saying 70% Drew, 30% <laughs> Holy no. shit. That would not work. That would not work. No way. <laughs> I don't even know how you decided to start that conversation. My argument is, Linda, you're five foot one. She five says one. one. I don't know. One. I'm she six foot over. four. I'm like, come on. I mean, my clothes are bigger. My shoes are bigger. I need more space. Uh, anyway, so we settled on 60-40. 60-40. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I think you started <laughs> far because there's no way. There's yeah. no way. I'd have to split it right down the middle, 50-50. Oh, my God. I, that's I, I pretty would. good. And the then ba- what was the other What was the other headbutter? The basement was the big one. Okay. So that even with Jonathan. So, I mean, Jonathan was uh, big time uh, helping us with, with the, the design and ideas, too, because, I mean, we worked together so much. 100%. But, uh, and so he and Linda and the entire world were against the basement. I dug it. This is California. They were, everyone was against it. Everyone, um, it, we have our local contractors that work with us, and you know everyone very knowledgeable. But they they don't do basements here in California. Sure. So, for me, I was I was saying, come on, guys. I mean, I grew up in Vancouver where everyone well, has Jersey a basement. Too. Everyone, just, yeah, everyone has a basement. Sure. The so, basement, you and can... a lot of locals were like, you you can't do a basement here. You, oh, you, you can't, can't do you can't do it here. Uh, well, it depends. The, the restriction here is livable square footage within a house. Okay. So um, as long as it, it's, for example, this area, it's 40% of your lot size, you're allowed to have for livable square footage. Okay. So if the basement fit within that, then you're fine. Gotcha. Um, and you're also allowed now a second dwelling um, as long as it's within your square footage allowance. So that's why some people finish a garage. Um, I didn't finish my garage because we used up our square footage within the house. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me I could Airbnb it or something. You, you know, you, you can do that. You're just gonna, <laughs> you're going to sleep with the Tesla, but that's, that's I, all. You, did you not hear at the beginning here? I'm allowed to stay here. I know yeah. you're, you're allowed in the not. main house. I thought oh, I could sleep in the garage. In the garage. Anthony's only staying in the garage. Everybody. That's it. That's where all house. contractors they go to the garage. When Jonathan comes over, he stays <laughs> in the garage. Uh, no, but so Jonathan was arguing. Jonathan knew we could do it because we've done it before. And and but his argument was we set our time line for uh, how long the reno was going to be sure and i can't remember off the top of my head exactly what it was but i then added the basement without giving jonathan more time <laughs> or money oh, uh, yeah or no money. yeah <laughs> okay nice. I, I added money for the cost but it, it did delay us a little bit that was the frustration because you couldn't you know finish the drywall in the upper levels we couldn't do certain other things until we actually put the house back down in place because uh, we lifted it up on a bunch of i know so just so everyone understands you know we we walked downstairs in the basement Drew actually lifted the house. So he took the foundation out, and that's how all the earth came out underneath. That's a crazy task. It that's, was a big cool. task, and it was pretty interesting to see such a big old home up on uh, on, on high beams. Yeah. yeah, so <laughs> it was nuts. it was fun. But at the end of the day, we, we got what we wanted in the house here. And uh, I, I think I, I talked in a million circles based on what your original question was. A lot of times there, there are clients that there will be some sort of a – or people I know that are trying to do their own DIY project, they come across something and they don't know how to deal with it. So, for example, in a kitchen, they have a, a cost that they might need to reconfigure. It might cost them an extra $10,000. Instead, they just decide to put new cabinets in a terrible layout, and then they just go with it. And in the end, they're never happy because it doesn't function. Right. So that's why we always say, we the biggest thing we always try to stress with clients or anybody working on a property is, you have to get the emotion aside, take the emotion out of it, look at the space, how you would actually function in it, how any family would function in it, and think function before you think aesthetic. Because if you're just thinking pretty new appliances and cabinets, so true. yeah, you're never going to be happy yep. in a space. And you're not adding any value either if you don't improve the function. Um, I have a question for me is, of course, you moving from Las Vegas out to LA, like you have a ton of contacts, you know a lot of people, contractors, but so many people in their own area or whether they're moving and I think this is perfect because with Property Brothers and how you guys travel, how do you? How would you tell people to find 
a good contractor because I don't. It doesn't matter where we go well, for any professional, good architect, good engineer. Architect, you know, yeah. the approach is largely yeah, the same. Exactly, but just yeah, yeah everybody in general. always says that to us. Right. It's funny. It's like people even especially in, in for Florida for whatever reason, Florida. Yeah, Flo- yeah, Florida Every time yeah. we're down there yeah. doing home shows, they're just like, like, "I can't get a good contractor." Will you guys come do? I'm like, I don't, we yeah. no, we don't have the. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's it's tough. Actually, that's one reason I love jumping around. We're in a different city uh, in the country every three months filming because we get to see different areas. We sure. get to help different homeowners and educate um, people on processes in their area. But um, the, the big thing is word of mouth. It, uh, one of the big things is word of mouth. If you know people who have had renovations done and had a good experience, that's an important thing. So find, find uh, professionals that way. And it's the same for any professional. People forget contractors, realtors, architects, whoever they are, they work for you. And so the one thing I find people are afraid to interview these people like it's a job, it's a job posting, but it is. You're the boss. They're working for you. So if I'm a real estate agent that's making you feel dumb for asking certain questions, I am not the right professional to be working with. Um, And then on top of that, look for um, professional affiliations like Better Business Bureau. Um, Find, you know, for contractors, find someone who um, is bonded or somebody. You want to make sure they're not taking your money if they don't actually have proper insurance. And um, there are a lot of different ways. I mean, also looking online. A lot lot of people who are... um, organized when it comes to their business front so they, they market or they have a presence in your yeah. neighborhood if the website looks like it was built in 1997 do you really want them building your house <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't think so don't yeah think so. or uh a whole bunch 60 percent of the contractors i've seen they don't even have they a website, have a website. <laughs> yeah so th- if someone is is actually trying to create a business real, real estate agents that change their number every few months because they they're not doing something right that's right. not the kind of person you want to work with find someone who's actually doing this for a business and a career and uh, and then again, look at the references and, and go from there and get everything in writing. I don't know how many you guys probably have this. Uh, you come across yeah. this too. Uh, so many people. You can have a great contractor, but get it in writing because there are a lot of people out there that they are good with the construction, the hands-on. They are not good with organization, and so their budgets end up exploding, yep. or they haven't organized themselves the way they need to for their yep. permits, and and they end up delaying and delaying. Well, it can cost it, you money, and it, it it could also be as simple as you know two or three jobs going on at one time. There's a lot of moving pieces on each of those jobs. You, nobody remembers everything off the top. So just write it down. That's why we always encourage the scope of work in addition to the architectural plans. You know, the architectural plans, just for reiteration for everybody, that's your overarching structural layout space plan. The scope of work is all your toppings, all your pretty things. You want dimmer switches. You want a certain pattern and color on your floor. You want Specific light fixtures here and there. Life-size the- nudes of uh, your favorite <laughs> contractor. Those are the important exactly things. Exactly right. Ones. Hi, Linda. There's Linda just Linda. came in the house. <laughs> oh, she's, she's got a canvas. Back. There's arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, arts and- finally using the office. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, actually, damn. this is the first He's time I've used work, my office. doing work, Linda. <laughs> so my office is down here on the main floor. Her office is the craft room. That's pretty yeah. good. Well, you know what? Actually, it, uh, inter- a question you know that's kind of interesting is, you j- yes, you know, you built the house. When when did you finish? Uh, it was last last year. So, uh, we, so last uh, year you finished, but you finally had just finished filming, and now you're just getting set. Yeah. Well, we we sort of officially moved in in January of this year because we're always on the road filming. Yeah. But we we shot um, right up until when this was airing. We started airing the the first episode. Uh, what did we do? Five five episodes, I think. 
um, we were still working on wrapping up the house. So it's funny that same with Brother versus Brother, as you guys know too. I mean, with Brother versus Brother, yeah. we're we're already airing the first couple episodes, and we're still we're, we're about to sell the house at the end there because right. that's how fast we move yeah. when we're doing it. But yeah, it's we're on the road filming. Our family and friends are in the house every week. We have people staying here all the time, and so there's always uh, people here enjoying it. I'm like, I wish I could enjoy my own house. You know, you know that you're your own boss, right? You know that you set your own schedule. I know. So all you got to do is give yourself two weeks off and you yeah. can enjoy I gotta, <laughs> I, I'm firing myself. <laughs> yeah. No, because it's so funny. It's, you know, you, you've built an absolutely gorgeous home, but and now you need to enjoy it. Now it's kind of like, all right, now I just want to sit back. I want to have people over, have some drinks, relax, have a barbecue. I'm telling you, we have the best game nights. You guys need to get to town more often because our game nights are crazy fun. Well, we're coming back to town. You're leaving, man. I know. Well, we'll we'll cross paths for longer than one day at some point. Oh yeah, we definitely. No, so so game. Wait, hold on a second. What do you what do you play at game? I want to know. I want to know what goes on. What it doesn't matter. It's just hyper competitive. It's hyper competitive. I'm the most competitive (laughs) guy you'll ever meet. Um, I still see your ping pong table. Apparently, there's some unbelievable ping pong table that's going downstairs in the basement so i oh, gotta yeah. see that i'll show you pictures it's like an art piece it it's belongs a- in a museum uh and for game night though so code names is a game that we're on right now and we're code addicted names. to it code names i'll show you how it works but basically it brings out everyone's inner genius and stupid moron uh it's it's the funniest game way to balance it way <laughs> yeah, to balance exactly it. i mean we all have a little bit of both inside yes, our, our heads but it's so much fun but with how competitive i am and linda and then all our friends when we come over it's just so much fun but that's i'm not a big guy for going out to the club or bar or yeah. anything like that i don't gamble i'd rather have fun uh moments at home with family and friends and that's why most people nowadays renovating their houses they're looking at the entertainment space in their home because it's all about staycation or hosting instead of going out to movies couldn't agree more yeah once you make that life switch you you really realize all that benefit of having everybody over entertaining for your friends and the value in you know being able to cook a nice meal get everybody in the kitchen together have that outdoor space you can transition to so this is certainly that so guys we'll be posting uh drew's address along with the (laughs) podcast episode all invited uh, game night is going to be an open an open uh, thing open forum yeah <laughs> so, where, so now are you is it, are you in between so you so you're down now so what what is next what did you just wrap and then what comes up next so i never take downtime we're always working because we have five shows on That's the go we, we, we jump back and forth between different shows i politely ask the network if it's okay hgtv can i take time off for my honeymoon yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> no, actually, it was. I was talking to Kathleen uh, from Discovery and HGTV, and uh, she said to me, she's like, Drew, listen, I know you love to work. I know you love to shoot shows and help families. For God's sake, take some time Do off it. for your uh, your honeymoon. <laughs> so we went away. We just finished filming in Nashville. Then I went away on uh, on my honeymoon. Well, we, you guys were helping. You were you went away to help out children. Uh, well, what exactly yeah, was that? Yeah, so we work with an organization called We, uh, Me to We, um, is one of their initiatives. And they, they work domestic and abroad with families, helping families. And sort of their five pillars are helping people um, find clean water, uh, food, hygiene, um, education is extremely important, and also um, helping them thrive, teaching them new skills so that they can thrive. So the... We were out in Ecuador in the Amazon rainforest in this small village. We were helping the the local, is, is the local women of these 
uh, was it 13 families, they pulled together and they were trying to um, see how they can help each family build a bathroom. They've never had bathrooms. For them, they've wow. always gone out in the bush. And so they've I never had a bathroom. They've never in this village. They've never had bathrooms. And I love that we has inspired the the local community. And it was their decision to try and do what they can do to bring in um, bathrooms. So they were um, fundraising. They're working together. And so we were building bathrooms for these houses. And on top of that, I also we went by some of the farms. So they're also teaching them certain necessities at home, hygienic practices, and it's amazing everything they do. I don't like. Raising money is great, but if you just throw money at an issue, yeah. it's never going to solve it. But if you well, it also doesn't give you the appreciation of what you know that money's being spent on, exactly. how much effort goes into that. So while you know the money is great, following that up with action and it, that's that's just so incredible. Oh, one hundred percent, and that's yeah. that's why we love we we went to Kenya with them last year, um, doing a similar post about pictures, yeah, yeah. Yep. and so it was amazing. And so this trip w- was awesome, and uh, and just seeing how excited and inspired the locals were, and seeing them uh, really take initiative. <clears throat> also, as a part of our wedding, we were raising nobody. We asked everybody not to give us gifts at our yep. wedding. Everybody instead. If they were inclined, they donated to we. It was a water program to help give families clean water for life. Yep. And so it's one thing we raised fifty thousand dollars for that, and then to go to Ecuador and see where the money was actually put. And it was this one local farmer. He's like the local entrepreneur, and he pulled together all these other farmers. They went to the big city to appeal to the government um, wow. to get this grant to help build a filtration system. The main river has been polluted from the oil companies coming in to drill, but there was another, there are two waterfalls off of a clean water source that they were able to run lines from there to the families. And this is all from a fellow that has no technology or, or any experience dealing with the big city, but he was inspired and pulled together and worked with Wheat to make this happen. You know, it's, so. it's crazy. You know, when you, when you tell those stories, and of course, people have watched so many of our shows, right? And we, you know, everyone does beautiful work. You, you know, these families come in, they want larger spaces, more bathrooms. But then when you hear about people that have never had a bathroom, they have no drinking water, things that we take for granted every single day, it's such a big impact yeah. that you get to do that for those families because we do. We just, you know, we don't, you know, uh, you know, everyone's biggest problem is like, well, I have uh, I have two full baths. Now I want three full baths or I want, four, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's it, it's priorities. And those people, it's so special that you yeah. can do that. Yeah, the them. things that we take for granted out here, it, it gives you a whole new appreciation yeah. when you see these villages that have... It's, it's like they're stuck back in time. They've had nothing, yep. but it was great. And then we also we went to the Galapagos Islands for four nights to relax. That's and great. Experience the, the How local. How was that? Oh, the local beauty. It's it's amazing. Uh, some of the old volcanoes, oh. uh, we, we hiked around, the, and then some of the swimming, this, these private sort of little water holes. It's like a crevice in the earth that was opened up because there's been a lot of <laughs> volcanic activity. Filled up with water, and it's like so. I, I have pictures of, of us. I like, well, Linda was swimming while I was at the top of this crevice, and it's all private, nobody around. That oh my, so it's cool. just beautiful! So wow. Cool. wow, 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 that's, that's awesome. awesome. I, I am glad you got some downtime then. So, the downtime, yeah, so that's that cool. was downtime. Now we're off to Calgary for three months of filming. I think we're doing uh, 18 renovations in three months. Oh my god, we just finished 16 renovations in Nashville in three months. So, and, and then, then what that was for what brother, property, brother? uh, so Nashville Our, and then that, Calgary is both property brothers so and both buying and selling. Brothers. So, before we get too far away from Canada, uh, we've got a bunch of Canadian listeners just by the analytics I see. Uh, a lot of hello uh, up there, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I can say uh, that because I am Canadian uh, 100%. Yes, <laughs> Uh, a lot of differences between the, uh, building codes, laws, processes between Canada and here? Um, you know what? There are a lot of similarities okay. overall. Um, the one thing, uh, if people are watching our shows and they're like, 
what the hell 22-year-old newlywed couple can afford a $2 million fixer-upper? <laughs> That's Canada. Uh, it's expensive. Vancouver and Toronto, very, very expensive. Um, but I think uh, overall, a lot of similarities. Um, when you look at National Building Code, I think there's a, there's a certain level of standard for National Building Code. Mm-hmm. Just like for you guys yeah. and Jonathan and me, our standard is higher than that. Um, and so no matter where we are, we always have this um, so elevated level. It, it does, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. something that where, where you're like, oh, we got to do this differently because we're here or we're, we're in one country or another. Yeah, no, it's overall. I mean, there are differences in some areas. Um, for example, when we were shooting in, uh, I think it was Austin. It was the dumbest thing in the world for me. They, they, they kept arguing that we had to have exposed... Um, uh, the wa- water shut off and uh, yeah. for the um, for the washer, but the way they were making us do it is we have this beautiful finished laundry room, Here we a go. beautiful washer dryer, and then a beautiful stone countertop above it. So we did lower washer yeah. dryer. Yeah, it was n- nicely finished and polished, and then we had to beautifully drill a hole in the top of the middle of our countertop and then have an exposed water right shut there. off right there in the middle of the aesthetic, aesthetic beauty. They want what they want you a quick, easy access that you can just go That's right ridiculous. there. Yeah, and turn. yeah. So th- this is what I want to point out to anybody listening. There are codes that are there for a reason. Yeah. Uh, obviously, having a shut off um, handy is very important. Yep. But sometimes, depending on who you're working with, the, uh, the inspector that comes to look at it, they can interpret things a slightly different way or if they're used to doing things a different way. We've always had great relationships with the cities. So what I encourage you is if you're working with a, a professional contractor who's working with you uh, in the city is give your reasoning behind why you want something different. As long as you're still meeting what the code says, sometimes you can alter things a little bit. Yes. Sure. We argued that through and through. We said there is no reason we should ruin the the, the look of this room. Also, um, uh, like cutting a hole through this beautiful stone countertop and everything just to have a shut off right there when there was another place we could have put it that would have had access uh, or under the, under the cabinet. And he didn't want to hear it. And they didn't want to hear it at first, but in the end, um, we were able to convince another inspector to uh to go for that um and anyway so my, my holding there is everyone's a little bit different or they get stuck in a certain way sure but um i think what we've been able to learn from working all over north america mm-hmm. has been able to bring people into a more reasonable uh, yeah. situation have yeah. a conversation Com- comes yeah. back to communication yeah. communication yeah. Well, uh, it's yep. so funny because how many times you know with islands like putting putting the the outlets in the side of an island of a kitchen you know, you drive cutting a crazy. finished panel of a of a cabinet of a to cab- put a yeah. plastic you know or, outlet and cover or plate. Or if you want to do the waterfall edges, then you got to put an outlet. I mean, come on. In the stone. I mean, that that that's one of my nemesis is having to put an outlet in the stone when you have this beautiful polished look. Makes so sense. yeah, drives no, you crazy. How many so, times are you using it? Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug it in there. I mean, come on. It's, it, I hide it. So what I do, I'll do on the breakfast bar side of it. Mm-hmm. I like to hide it up nice and high, underneath. right underneath, and yeah. you never see it. Yep. You never see yeah, it. I like, did the oh, pop ups. Oh, it's there. It's there. No, but that's a. I think that's a perfect point because I think having that communication, talking to an inspector, maybe they'll understand your point. I mean, at the end of the day. It is your home. So. Yeah. Look, the worst thing that happens is it, he says no and it stays where it is. You may as well have the conversation. Yeah. Not, well, that's not exactly it. I mean, if it's going to affect you aesthetically or functionally, I mean, another thing that we do, which in most kitchens I'll do now, is I just add an extra what, four or five inches on the end of my cabinets. And so if you do a waterfall feature, you have your clean edge and then you have, yeah, exactly, right under the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's nice. But no, you, you're right. I mean, it's all about conversation. The thing is, the this. People who try to avoid doing things, um, uh, getting permits for what they're doing, um, you're not helping yourself. When you go to sell a house, um, you have to disclose anything that you have done unpermitted, anything illegal in the house. And what some people don't realize is 
you could sell a house. You could finish a basement, do your own wiring and all your own electrical, not to code. You, know, you did it yourself. You didn't get permits. And then you could sell the house. 20 years later, that house could, could burn down. If it burnt down because of your faulty electrical in the basement, there is no timeline. There's no time that negates your liability. You are still liable. If they can figure out and they can prove that you were the one who did that faulty electrical, yeah, it can come back on you. Yeah, there's no statute yeah. of limitation there. So no, exactly. It's a latent defect. So then, so Canada is... Another round of Property Brothers. Property Brothers and buying and selling. And buy. So you, when yeah. you go to those locations, you always do both shows there? Yeah, we typically do uh, two. So we'll go Property Brothers and buying and selling together. Yep. And then we'll do Brother versus Brother. And then Property Brothers and buying and selling. And then we would do like, this is Property Brothers at Home, Drew's Honeymoon House, when we did this. So we jump back and forth with the shows. When we go to Las Vegas, that's just going to be Property Brothers. And uh, we're excited because... We're, I mean, we, I lived in Vegas for a long time. We have a lot of friends and family and there. Jonathan still. Jonathan and JD, both my brothers JD's, still live yep, there. Yep, so we have, and there are a lot of people. There are a lot of beautiful neighborhoods in Vegas, but they're very tired. The, like the neighborhoods are maybe from the 90s or so, and the yep. houses are just really kind of run down or tired. So lots of potential. Calgary is where we started our real estate investment. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah. So that's it's cool. like going home. Like a, it like is. A homecoming. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. It was, we, we, every year, ever since I can remember. That when was I, your when first walk, like flip that you guys did? Yeah, everything was there. So when we were, when we grew up in Vancouver area, just outside of Vancouver, but every single spring and summer, we would go on a road trip to Alberta because my, my parents actually met in Alberta. Cool. And so they were always looking for land out there and always looking to possibly move back there one day. So when we graduated high school, we actually moved there and we got our first house right out of high school. And so it's exciting for us to come back. I mean, in the beginning, we didn't have anywhere near the knowledge that we have now. So oh, the sure. makeovers were cheap and, yeah. you know, just quick laminate floors, the cheap laminate floors, yeah. not the it's kind of laminate floors we use nowadays. Yeah, not even the good ones. <laughs> yeah, no, but, that's uh, how it is. It's a, th then we were starting to learn, and that's when Jonathan, Jonathan went back to school for construction design. We started to learn by working with clients. I licensed as an agent, and we have a lot of friends and family there. Our parents live there, so... It's going to be super exciting to go back to where our, so our great. real so estate is, began. So uh, Brother versus Brother is in Vegas? No, uh, Brother versus Brother, we don't have our next uh, location yet. yet. So, um, yeah, we're actually doing – typically we go back and forth between Property Brothers – and then brother versus brother, but this time we're actually gonna do back to back. So it's gonna be Glutton Calgary for property brothers. Bro. I know <laughs> Vegas for property brothers, and then we'll see what happens next. Well, so I the big, the big well, question: how how is uh, how's Jonathan doing on his own? Of uh, dating life? <laughs> no, I'm, I mean with you not in Vegas. Anymore. Oh, with me in Vegas? Oh, I was, I was like, he he's good on his own. Uh, <laughs> he's got he, he's got J JD on his side, so or by his side, so he's good. I mean, that's awesome. He's the same as me. Like this. My honeymoon time was his time to go home and veg and relax a little yeah. bit and catch up on things. Jonathan's also working on a, a doc right now that is something we've all been very excited about. It's about, about the energy landscape, it's renewable awesome. energy, yep. sustainability, and it's really, really amazing. And so um, he's been actually filming a lot of that, a lot of his interviews and whatnot this last month as well. Super cool. And when when's that due out? Um, I'd have to check with Jonathan and, and see when it is, but I think it's meant to be the end of the year. So. Awesome. Yeah, it's Very honestly. Cool. Well, it's, I'll it's definitely be keeping an exciting. eye out for it. Well, well I, what you, I was going to say was uh, the last time we were all together in in Vegas was when Drew lost. On, oh, that's why I was saying. Listen, brother, who just lost, lost his invitation to the listen. house? He was a show girl. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, Holy that's shit. why I was like, I was thinking, I'm like, the last I still time have we those Vegas, photos on my phone. My <laughs> legs are to die for. I mean, seriously, <laughs> those showgirl legs. Dude, yeah. I can't believe you did that. That was impressive. <laughs> it was amazing. 
crazy. It's oh at gosh. the Las Vegas sign with all those people Holy showing up. Cow. Oh, you, you think that was bad? That same season, Jonathan had to get up on stage with Thunder from Down Under and take it all off <laughs> in front of my parents. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. No. Which, so, which, 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 which Drew's parents are the best. They, they oh are some God. of the they're, nicest they're people stars. there. They are, they are awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. So you've been keeping up with your dancing or what? You know, a little bit here and there. We just saw Emma, my, my dance partner from Dancing with the Stars, her and her husband, Sasha, um, a f- couple weeks ago. Um, they are also, I don't know if I told you, but they actually choreographed our first dance for the yes, wedding. Yes, I did I know that. that. Yeah, yes. so w- we were pretty excited about that. But Linda and I have been trying to keep it up a little bit. I've put some of the weight back on because I, I lost. You get, sh- right? You really get. I lost 34 pounds on Dancing what? with the Stars. Yeah, I went from 34? like 34. I was around 227. I went down to like 100 and whatever that is, 192 pounds oh, or whatever. And uh, I haven't weighed that since I was out of high school. And so it was hilarious. But I'm back up to about 215. So you know, yeah, fighting like weight, well, solid you, muscle, fighting weight. Yeah. Well, let me That's ask you because I'm just just because I love fitness so much and it's it's such a staple of what I do. Do you is that are you dancing five days a week? No, seven days a week. So, so seven days a week, you're nonstop. I mean, and I'm sure that the, the practices or what you do, they're intense. This is what I didn't realize with dance. Have either of you danced before? I have never danced. Well, so, I did my daughter's uh, yeah, this fist pump. I saw that. So this, that was about it. Does fist pumping count? <laughs> yeah. Jersey no. clubs. When, when you're that guy in the tight, shiny shirt at the club <laughs> pumping your fist in the air, that doesn't count. Uh, so... I didn't realize this because I'm a sporty guy just like you guys. I've played sports my whole life, you know, always very active. You work up a sweat. Dancing is one of the most aerobic, uh, the biggest aerobic exercises I've ever had. Um, What I wasn't thinking is when you're dancing to the song, you got to keep up to the pace of the music. You can't go half speed. You need to go full out every time. And so that's why I, I, you know, I I eat relatively clean uh, overall. I don't eat a lot of junk food or anything like that. But I'd even cleaned up my meals a little bit. I'm like, I'm not going to overeat. I want to get healthy here. And because I'd reduced my calories a little bit, and then I was going hard at dancing, within wow. the first like two weeks, I think I went down hard, like 15 to, to 20 pounds. It was like, nuts. That's a huge weight loss. Yeah. That's like a little it, bit of weight. It was, I think it was a total, what was it, in, uh, how long was it? I think it was 10 weeks. In 10 weeks, I had 34 pounds I dropped. Yeah, Ten so it was the, the first few, I was down the like, 15 to 20. And so it, it's, a, it's a tough workout, but if you, anyone out there wants to get some cardio in, and Dance. if you're a single guy... Go to a dance, cl- a dance <laughs> bar. Meet some girls. Yeah. That's true. You're definitely going to meet some. Not a bad. Well, I'll tell you, you did uh, watching the the Dancing with the Stars. You had some good moves. I tried. I mean, I was actually, I was like, is Drew gonna? Is he gonna put? And then I was like, man, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's win gonna this take whole, this thing. He's gonna win uh, this whole uh, goddamn yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, like, I, I was like, I mean, for me, it was so much fun. Like, I, it's great. The only thing I didn't like was I was shooting three of my shows at the same time. I was shooting the renovation of my house here, and I was doing Property Brothers so and buying and going, selling in Toronto. So you were going back and forth. I was. So it's. I think it was Monday nights we would do the live broadcast because Dancing with the Stars is live. Yes. Yep. Yes. So we right. do the live broadcast as soon as the show's done. I would hop a flight back to Toronto, red eye, <laughs> and then I, I would go straight from my flight when I land in the morning straight to set and start filming so I did that for 10 weeks dude that is crazy. it killed me I was I was sleeping about four to five hours an, uh, a day or like a night I was dancing about five hours a day and I was filming all day on set I I was by the end of it I was looking gaunt and, like, and you got and you got injured I got injured actually, I actually had a couple of injuries but I hid it from camera because yeah. what annoys I'm competitive and you don't I don't like I don't want that. somebody yeah, like, oh you had the injury as your excuse to yeah. get out of it or whatever yeah, yeah, so yeah. Week two, I had to do two dances. I had to dance Monday and Tuesday. So imagine, I've never danced before. I mean, I, when I was 20, I did like two drop-in hip-hop classes. That's all the experience yeah. I have. And so I had to learn these two, it was about, I think they're two to three minutes long, whatever they were, 
and I did perform two, one Monday, one Tuesday. Sunday night, we're doing the full dress rehearsal. And when I'm in there, I'm spinning my partner around. And as I spin around, it felt like I thought she, her heel kicked me in the back of the leg. In the hamstring, I was like, oh. And then I feel back there. And it literally was like a baseball on the back of my oh leg. Oh, my God. It was knotted did, up. Did it get all black and blue? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. Huge bruising on my leg. But oh. it, she didn't. Her feet were out in front of me. It wasn't her that kicked me. It was just that my hamstring, I pulled my hamstring. And it was, It literally felt like someone was strumming my my hamstrings like it was, a, like it was a, an instrument. And uh, so it was so painful. And I could barely. I actually thought I was going to puke. I was, it was so painful. And I had to perform the next day. I'm like, how the hell am I going to do this dance? I was supposed to be jumping off two platforms and doing all this stuff and lifting her. So I popped some ibuprofen and I just got in there. I worked with their physio person a bit. Wait, did I did they wrap it. it. Did they wrap? Oh you? yeah, I had to. I had to wrap it, and and I, you know, I was doing everything I could to try and avoid. I got through it. I at least I I got a half decent score, and then I got through the next one, and then I just spent the rest of the time trying to rehab. Week. Five or six, I think it was. It was the Halloween episode. And so we were doing this quirky, like Tim yeah, Burton looking. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I ended up towards the end, I didn't realize the fog, the mist that you see, it creates condensation on the floor. So Slip. I went to do one of my moves and I slipped and I rolled my ankle and I fell, but I stayed in character and I kind of took um, Emma with me. I, like I was supposed to catch her. And so I was on the floor now and I caught her from on the floor and then brought her back up. The judges thought it was a part of the routine. <laughs> And so, lucky for us, I didn't lose a score, uh, any on the score. But for the for the next four to five weeks, uh, my left ankle was twice the size of my right ankle, and I just tried to hide it, not to show. But uh, in the and I, I'm just this is me. What like how many months later? Like six months later, I'm still rehabbing my ankle to try and get. I don't have ankle's the flexibility the, dude, there. The ankle's the worst. Yeah, you're I, you're I mean, dealing with it too. Yeah, I'm I'm since February. I I had surgery in February, last wow. day of February, and I'm still I'm probably eighty percent mobility. 70% strength. Yeah. Like it's So you, are you like me? Like for me, I, I love sports. I love playing sports. Yeah, we and grew up. I mean, it'd be both of us, Anthony soccer. Yeah. Lacrosse, I mean, football. love it, but I know better now than to try yeah. and play the way I used to play. Let's, let's tell everybody how old are you guys? 40. I'm 40 in October. 40 so. 37. Oh, babies, you babies. <laughs> I, I turned 40 in April, last April. Uh, so uh, that's the whole thing for me, though, is I want to play like I did when I was 19, 20. Yeah. But and that's what you remember. That's what you remember. Yeah. That's what but you the, remember. Oof. The body. Yeah, I'll go play body. ball. I'll go play basketball. And, I, and I, I'm a hard player. Like, I, I the like mind to get goes hard. like this, like this. And the body yeah. goes, don't make me do that. Don't make me do that. <laughs> the next four days, you're crying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so. Yeah. Did you, when you were do when you were dancing, what, would you say, I mean, shooting how you, what you were doing, which is to hear that you were doing that is crazy. Were you different than ever? Like, was everyone else taking it that seriously? Uh, because, no. or was other people? I mean, people weren't. Other people weren't shooting shows like you. No, were. I was the only one. Everyone else was in LA the entire time, just doing Dancing with the Stars. Except Lindsay Sterling started her tour a few weeks towards the end, yep. and so she was on tour. She's great. But I mean, oh, she's a, amazing. Well, that's the thing with the with the violin and everything. She's, she's amazing, and I've known her for years, and she's such a sweetheart. And uh, her and Jordan Fisher, Jordan who won, yep. the two of them. I mean, they're dancers, and, and they're so they're so good. And so automatically, I knew well, she like, can kick like over her leg. She can kick over, over and behind. Yeah, like, like she, it's like when she kicks up in the air. Like how? Do, and she's isn't she like twenty one or twenty two? Uh, I, she's young. I mean, Jordan's super young. Um, but that's the thing. Like, the, 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 the old there's some man natural. was showing them. 
I'll well, show well, you that's guys. What, I'll, that, I'll that's what I was laughing. I'm like, when is. you look at them and how good they are, and then you look at other like yeah. Sasha Peters, I think was 21, and, yeah. and all these young people that they, they, they can dance. I'm like, okay, I don't have the finesse that they have, but I have more strength than all of them. Yeah. So that's why if you lock, watch my last dance, it was the freestyle. I, w- I we did a bit of swing and we did some uh, uh, some Charleston and some different tricks and whatnot, and we just had fun with it. And so I was tossing Emma, I was flipping her, I was doing different things. I was in so much pain by the end because my back was seizing up and everything. But I'm like, <laughs> forget it. I'm not going to let that slow me down. It was the most fun dance I've ever done. And at that point, though, that's, it was in the finals. So I so made it to cool. the finals. Yeah. And I was happy there. But knowing that ahead of me, you know, I had uh, the two of them that were pros. I'm like, I'm not going to win this. But at least I made it here. I'm going to have fun. You yeah. look good, man. I mean, you, like I said, when I saw you, when I saw you I'm like, Drew could beat these kids out. I don't know if they could take it. I was like, he might take it with so, these kids. So the cool. fans were supportive and fun. So what we're what you're basically saying is you guys are up for next season of Dancing oh. with the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if John wants to go let that me, route, I'm happy let to me cheer tell you, him on, Anthony, but that ain't going to happen. I would love to see, like, but I know you're back and what you've been through with nah, your nah, back nah, and everything. I don't know. He, he nah, might nah, break nah, it nah, down. Nah, nah, nah. I got to say something hilarious. So Jonathan gets harassed because everyone's like, well, Drew did Dancing with yeah, the Stars and we're it. so competitive. They're like, you got a show. And Jonathan keeps going like, well, if I was on Dancing with the Stars, I would have come first. I would have won. I'm yeah. like, come on. Yeah, he, the dancer, no. When we did Brother versus Brother. <laughs> so if you remember, the original Brother versus Brother was actually Jonathan and me mentoring two teams. Yes. Yeah, and that, was so the fir- that was the first season. First two seasons first of two it. Seasons. Yeah. We weren't actually doing the work. We were mentoring these teams but then the fan feedback was they wanted to see us competing so that's why when we switched it over to jonathan and me buying two houses flipping them and competing so when we shot the the trailer for the first season we were like we said to the producers and in the network we're like we want this to be like an action movie well, trailer those, those trailers yeah. were the we yeah. loved them we were like Dude, oh these yeah trailers are sick. we wanted because them to we're be on, awesome uh, like uh invisiwires and stuff well right? yeah it was we actually had so the season one was a little bit pared down because the network was like don't go too big you're gonna kill yourselves and then they went viral and so they're like let's do whatever you want for yeah, this next season. Just blow the budget, everybody. We let's had this, do it. the stunt coordinator from Marvel. Uh, he does all the big Avenger movies, Sick. and he did Terminator. We had Jackie Chan, stunt stunt uh, fighter yep. uh, coordinator. They were all working with us. It was amazing. Anyway, we did all our own stunts, but Jonathan, <laughs> like, like you, Anthony, has a bit of a, a tight back. He's got a bit of a, yeah. a tight back. And so Jonathan had one stunt that he wanted to do. Uh, it was sliding under this table while I jumped over the table, and then we wrestle over a, a sledgehammer, and then he flips me. So Jonathan said to the, we had our stunt doubles there ready to do it, and they're great. And Jonathan's like, <laughs> I got this. And he walks in, and he like kind of does a little limbering up kind of thing, almost like like a sumo wrestler does before he goes into action. <laughs> and Jonathan runs to the table to slide under. He's supposed to like go on his knees and bend back and slide under. His back was so bad, he just went forehead straight into the edge oh! of the table. <laughs> and so oh! the rest of the day, he had to have makeup covering. <laughs> the big bruise did across cut, his he forehead. His head? He didn't cut. He just bruised it nicely. <laughs> oh, so no. I just laugh. I'm like, go, you go, Jonathan. You do your own stunts. Yeah, you do Dancing with the Stars. You'll be great. <laughs> You'll be good. You'll be good. No, no, no problem. Oh, my God, oh, dude. That sounds like it hurts. See? <laughs> and that's, that's one of your, like, old man wake-up calls. Yeah, yeah you're like, come on. This is, after, this is... uh, after back surgery and neck surgery and an ankle surgery, I'm... You know when you know when to say... I've got enough hardware to set off the metal detectors. I'm, I'm good. You know you've had a lot of injuries, so for me, I've had surgery on my knee. I couldn't tell you which knee it was. Over the years, I've had so many little, little bumps things. and bruises and little, little surgeries and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it's time for me to be a little smarter. Work on flexibility more <laughs> exactly. now. My exactly. Birth, yeah. Back to yoga. <laughs> so, you're, yeah, then you're still on your book tour. 
Yes, and you're doing your action. So kudos on that. I mean, we've just written our first kid's book and seeing what you guys did and reading your book and the illustration is amazing as well. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. That's inspiring for us and what we're doing too. So Yeah, and your guys come out in October, right? We are, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be fun. So we're going to do a little tour as well. And uh, a part of what we're actually doing is we're doing some school makeovers, some school library makeovers as a part of our tour for the kid's book. Super cool. You got to give back. That's the whole point of it. You want to teach these kids show them what they can do, show them how special it is, and, you know, hopefully you inspire them to actually get out there and do it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and you guys know this, too, when you're doing uh, appearances and home shows and you're out in public. When you have a little five- or six-year-old kid that runs over to you, and you know it's not just their parents pushing them over to say hi, and they're like, oh, my gosh, John, Anthony, or they're like, Jonathan, Drew, we love your show. It means so much to me. Who would have thought that kids would be inspired by real estate shows, design shows? They but they are. It they really, do. it's really crazy, and it's and it's super fun them. to be a part of. They love them. Uh, man, this has been awesome. Been I can't. Awesome. We can't tell you how much we appreciate all the time. It was absolute pleasure to get a walk through the whole house. You guys, like we said at the beginning, did an absolutely incredible job. Uh, please spend some time here. Enjoy it. <laughs> yes, thank you. And come back for game night. Yeah, it's hell game yeah. Night. Um, guys, we'll have all like you're not following them already, but we'll have all of Drew's uh, socials. In the show notes, we'll have air dates and times for uh, whatever is next on the agenda for these guys when this goes live. This was another episode of Home with the Cousins. Thanks so much for hanging with us. Hey, guys, real quick before you go, we just want to say thanks for listening to the show this week. And if you have a second, please subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. And share the show with your friends so we can keep growing this great community. Remember to check out homewiththecousins.com to read our show notes from this episode, see past episodes, download our free renovation document package, or just to send us a note. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Carino Anthony and at Culinary John. Our show is produced and edited by yours truly, with original music intro and outro created by Steve and Joseph Padula. I'm Anthony Carino, and thanks for listening.